Welcome back to the Bobblehead Podcast. Super excited to continue the next episode on this little series of personal growth. Today, Tim and I dive into a really fun topic on how we spend our time and the quantity versus the quality and who we choose to spend that with and what we're not doing as a result of the things that we choose to do. So super excited you guys are here. Let's get started. Tim Elliott, how are you, buddy? I am Jim Dandy. Thank you. Man, I, I saw you taking a sip out of that mug. Listen, it is the most um, incorrect mug probably made in the history of the United States. What does it say? I'm, I'm at a terrible it angle. It says world's best CEO. You know, best is subjective. And, and he, the, he, here's the thing about that is we all have the opportunity to personally define success criteria in our lives. And so, you know, I would best, I would say that, you know, you're not the worst CEO. See, I, I was going a different direction. I, it should have been greatest. Greatest. Yeah. I, oh, what, what are you saying? I don't understand what you're trying to get at. You know what? I, I think for now we should probably just move on with this topic. Um, <laughs> the good thing is the, the interview reviews were done. Uh, oh, we're good. Moving into Q1 and we're having a, a good Q1 business wise. So yeah. I can get away with quips about your age and about you know your, you your status. Hey, whether you can or not, you do. <laughs> I do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> for, you those, for those of you that they're listening viewers. and watching, you know, if you know Davin, if, if you've listened enough, he's pretty quick witted and uh, he's actually kinder on the podcast than he has in real life. So uh, sometimes he says some things that are just hit below the belt, but they're so good that you can't help but laugh. Yeah. And, and a lot of that, in fairness, is born from experience. You know, going overseas all those times, it's it's not as action-packed as people think that it is when you're deployed, you know, overseas. You have a lot of time on your hand. Yeah. And it's spent working out, sleeping, or finding ways to hurt other people's feelings. And there's nothing, <laughs> there's no better group at that than a, than a squad full of army rangers sitting around in a tent, yeah. just finding ways to horribly insult each other. And yeah. you learn to establish boundaries, you know, like there's things that you don't talk about, but anything within the mustard and the mayonnaise, as it yeah. were, yeah. is uh, is fair game. Open season? It, yeah. And and so, you know, when people throw an insult at you, you'd better be able to, I, I guess as the youngins say these days, clap back pretty quick. Clap back. Um, okay. Or or they're going to they're gonna take advantage okay. and of your lack of swagger. I feel like I've learned something today with clap back. Oh, oh man, I'm throwing all the lingo. I am just, I've got to process that one. I'm so hip. Because oh, clap meant something completely different when I was We're going across generations now, yeah. <laughs> this meant something completely different. But I digress. Yeah, we, we were, in context, we were keeping it PG. Got it. Okay, good. That's, so what are we talking about today, man, by the way? Personal growth. <laughs> where are we, where are oh, we going God. here? Yeah, personal growth. Personal in in a way of, you know, at home and at work and continuing to go through this process of self-realization about what is important and how we continue to make ourselves better day in and day out for the people that we love. Right. Um, I think today we're going to do a little bit of a continuation from the last one. Okay. Cool conversation. I really enjoyed that one about, um, you know, kind of how we spend our time and how we determine the most important things in our life. Right. And where we landed with it was, you know, in, in terms of the quality versus quantity of, of time in certain situations. And um, that's a topic that's very near and dear to, to my heart and, you know, something I want to dive into today because, you know, as, as you go through these phases of life and, you know, going back to your thing, you, you have more time and you have more wealth, right? Mm -hmm. And more wealth comes more opportunity and for, for yourself and your family and your kids and what you do with some of those, those things and who you choose to surround yourself with will ultimately at the end of the day, help you figure out what's in the bottom of your barrel. Right. Exactly. And, uh, you know, and, and really discussing like last time we talked about the value of your time 
And so with that, let's, let's dive into the concept and the differences between quantity versus quality. Yeah. You know, I, I think just to use, you know, an anecdote for it, you know, I, I think, and you see these parents that are with their kids, right? And they're at the park mm-hmm. and they're going to be at the park for three hours, right? Mm-hmm. Which in the context of a day is a considerable amount of time. Right. And you see the kids are playing and the parents are on their phone or on their iPad or they're engrossed in a conversation that's mm-hmm. outside of, you know, whatever it is that their kid is doing. And their kid, you see them, they're tugging at their pant leg, they're trying to get their attention. They're, right. They want to meaningfully meaningfully interact with their parent. But we're busy because we're, we have work stuff, we have other distractions. And so that I think is a true definition of, of, a, of a quantity of time. Right. But a quality of time can be, you know, laying in bed with your daughter just asking her about her day because you mm-hmm. you had to work late that night and you didn't make it home till nine o'clock and she's in bed. Instead of coming in and just kissing her on the forehead, you lay down and say, hey, hey baby, how was your day? Right. You know, right. you just, you do nothing but listen. Right. And ask questions for 30 minutes, right? right? The depth of that interaction far exceeds the quantity of time spent three hours over the course of three hours right. where they're trying to gain your, your attention, but you're focused on other things. Right. And I think you use the word dichotomy a lot. And the, the difference, yeah. the dichotomy of the difference is, you know, there's really no right or wrong that you talk about talking about quantity versus quality. And it's easy to say, you know, I'm not going to spend as much time with my, in this case, we're talking about family. I'm not going to spend as much time with my family, but the time I do spend, I'm going to make sure it's really intentional and that, you know, we're able to spend quality, quality time together. And that's a really good idea. But what I've learned and what I was told, and it turns out to be true is man, you can't control that. And it takes, sometimes it's the quantity of time is what determines the quality. In other words, the moments your kids are going to remember, and, and you think back of your childhood, I think about to mine, you know, m- some of my best childhood memories were not anything that were predetermined that were in truly, truly intentional about the memory I had, right? The memory and that good feeling that something I held on for the rest of my life came through quantity. It was a, it was a quality time in the middle of quantity time. Mm. Um, I was going through my, uh, my dad's been sick and, uh, so he's better now, but we're going through and he's cleaning out the hangar kind of, which is his hangout and, and, uh, cleaning all this stuff out. So we're finding all these different things. And so Jamie and I went over to get some things that we had stored over the hangar and brought them back. And, and so I was the boy scout. So my mom had given me all my boy scout stuff in a box and, on top of it was kind of a Smokey the Bear hat. I don't know if you know what, what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. I don't know what, what the proper name for that is, but but uh, it was what my dad had worn when he was a scoutmaster of my Boy okay. Scout troop. And I always appreciated dad doing that, and I appreciated the time he spent and the effort he put into it. Now, get me wrong, he really enjoyed it, right? But, you know, seeing that hat brought back so many memories to me because there was lots and lots and lots of quantities of time that he would spend and all the, the great memories I have of the time that we spent together um, didn't come from something he planned. They came from times that just happened. And if it wasn't for those quantity of times, those quality moments wouldn't have happened. And those memories I have wouldn't have been there. Um, you know, then there's the times of where, you know, they take you out to I remember when I was a kid, um, one of the guys that worked for my dad came over and, and flew. You remember, do you, you probably are too young to remember this. When I say the word puffer kite, you know what a puffer kite is? I'm not going there. No, 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 please. <laughs> I, w- I would know. So, so it, it was a, it was back in the day, 
it was a really easy way to fly a kite instead okay. of instead of having the kite that kind of folds out and you uh -huh. got the little little uh, plywood or little wooden bar that goes across the back and it literally you blow it up and it made it really light but you blow it up and it came become the size of a kite and you had a string on the front and it flew really well and so they call them puffer kites so there you go don't you feel smarter than you did yesterday yeah I, I, I learned something yeah so anyway so this guy came over and literally just wanted to spend some time with me so we went across the street and he brought over a puffer kite and at this day I remember you know probably detailed 20 minutes about the two hours we spent together and that was the only real time I spent with that guy he was really cool really nice mm. but it meant a lot to me that he went to do something like that for me and I can remember my parents doing things they were very intentional and I remember those things right but also there's all, so many things I remember that weren't intentional that were good memories of growing up that were just the quantity of times together you know how many times have you been on a road trip and you have some great memories of something that happened on the road trip, man, you don't plan quality, quality time on a road trip. You just don't. Yeah. But those moments happen, whether this conversation or something that comes up or something funny or, and you know, my thing is, you know, the things that you remember most are things that you don't plan. Right. Right. It's like vacations. You know, they, your best stories from vacation don't come from things that you planned. Oh, wow. It was exactly like we thought it would be. You come home and tell all the stuff that didn't go right and you laugh about it. But those are the best memories you have were things that didn't happen. So it's the things that were definitely not intentional. There were some of your best memories. A lot of times it's something that in the moment was a little bit negative, but that kind of draws you closer as a family. Exactly. That's the kind of stuff that people remember. And it's funny because, you know, Peyton tells a lot of stories, you know, and again, people hear me talk about Peyton, you know, he's, he's a junior in high school this year and, you know, I pretty much raised him by myself for a long time. And so he and I have a, have a really cool relationship and, you know, there's been trips to Six Flags and there's been trips to, you know, various places. And he never talks about those, right? Or mm -hmm. very, talks about those very little. But there's one story that he tells and he's told over and over and over throughout the years. And it was when I got back from Afghanistan in 2010 and we moved. I had my stuff stored up in up in Montana and we, we rented a U-Haul and pulled the car down and, you know, all the stuff is in the back of the U-Haul. And we stopped at this place in Colorado. And, you know, it was basically kind of a truck stop. We had to walk across this field to the hotel and he's on my shoulders and it's cold as heck outside and a rabbit pops up. So we're, we're chasing this rabbit around this open field <laughs> in middle of nowhere, Colorado with him on my shoulders and we're laughing and we slip and we fall. And that kid tells that story all the time. Yeah. And it was, I didn't spend any money on it. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't put any other than having a good time intentionally in the moment. There was no thought, there was no plan. There was no nothing. We were just having fun, enjoying life and, and being a, a, father and a son, you know? And, and so I, I think too often we try to drive quality via quantity, right? But especially when you're, when you're a young professional and you have young kids at home, it's hard. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're so as parents, we're, we're so riddled with guilt anyway, you know, because we're busy, because we have so much else going on that we're like, man, if I don't spend X amount of time with my kids, then that makes me a bad parent. Right. And it's really just not the case. Like you have to take those moments as they're presented to you. And then when they do, you pour every ounce of yourself into them naturally. Yeah. Not to, not contrived, not to post it on social media, yeah. but because you're in the moment. And, and, it, and, you know, I think part of it is, is be in the, I think something you said is important, be in the moment, mm -hmm. whatever it is, if you're playing Legos or you're playing, you know, don't, and I, boy, I can remember these days of, 
you know, the kids want to get down and do something and play and, and I'm doing it, but I don't enjoy it. And so I'm thinking about other things, but trying to be there and, you know, but don't think they don't know that, but also the time that you're in it, that you just, you know, put yourself there and, you know, I've had two girls and so man, I did, I did more than uh, my share of tea parties and, you know, playing dress up stuff and yeah, doing makes, things that, that I didn't sense. grow up doing, but you know, the times I was in the moment were I could tell when I left those moments were important mm-hmm. and I could tell that there was a connection there and it's, it's not about the motions going through the motions of doing things, but it's going through intellectually and mindfully being in that moment at that time and connecting with that kid or that spouse or that friend or that grandparent, right? That's all another game is being there in those moments to connect so that those moments can happen. And it's not that we make them happen, but we have to be in the moment so that they can happen. They're going to happen naturally. It's going to happen organically. You can't choose it. You can't pick it. You know, whatever that person remembers is going to be something that took place that you didn't plan, but you, it'll never happen if you're not in the moment. Well, there's no price tag on it. When was the last time that Sophia Reagan said, hey, Dan, remember that time you bought me a $500 bike? Man, that was so cool. Yeah, that never right. happened. It never, yeah. <laughs> they, they never brought it up or you never bought him the bike. She remembers the time, though, she rode back on, on the back of my little mini motorcycle then burned her leg. Yeah. And she still has a scar. Remembers that. Is it physical or emotional? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both. The, the answer would be yes. But, you know, yeah. she probably loved it in the moment, but then, you know, the, the, the scar and the story it ties you both to it forever. Right. right. She so, didn't love it at the moment, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on, man, go with me. It's, it's, it, it sounds so much better <laughs> if you, if you follow my narrative. No, it was, it was a, a blood curdling scream. Blood curdling scream. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's a story that she continues to tell. Yeah. You know, and, and for me, I, I think it speaks to that, the idea. And, and I think in all of the relationships in our lives is, is simplicity. Right. You know, and taking a bit of a left turn here, but as you gain more income and more wealth and influence and affluence, there comes opportunity with that, right? And and I think as a parent and as a spouse, it's so easy to become distracted by the opportunities that are presented to you mm-hmm. because they're not all positive, right? There's more, but that more turns into more noise, right? And, and it tends to distract us and water down our time and we spend less quantity and less quality of time on the things that are the most important to us because we're trying to tend to the needs of these opportunities that are, pre- that are presented in front of us. And, right. and, and I, you know, I went from, I was a, just a blue collar, you know, army guy, army ranger for a long time. And, and when I left the army to go to the corporate world, you know, like it was, it literally opened up a whole new set of doors for me, not just income wise, but the people that I was around and the, and, and the type of, and the type and the amount of time that I spent. And, and it, I got distracted and with the wrong things, mm-hmm. you know, and, and looking back on it, man, there was, there was so much I wish I could have done differently because I let the things that shouldn't have matter take precedent and priority over the things that ultimately do matter. Right. right? And, and that's the beauty of hindsight. But, you know, my encouragement to you guys is, is that as you're looking at the quality and the quantity of time and as you, as you gain more and that you earn more, pour that back into the small group of people that really truly matter in your lives. And I'll guarantee not a one of them is somebody that you talk to regularly on social media or that, you know, it's, it's you interact with them on the phone or via text or, or in person or whatever, continue to reinvest the 
amount of time and the quality of time back into the people that A, helped get you there and B, are going to help you stay there. And don't try to buy those things. Yeah. You know, as you, as you, you know, work harder, you gain more money and understanding that money is not going to bring apart, bring those memories. Money is not going to bring that connection. Money is not going to do that. Buying your kids something expensive, you know, is not, even though they think that's what they want, that is not going to create anything mm -hmm. other than a need for something bigger and better. You know, my father-in-law, um, Jamie's dad has a thing that says, you know, at the, at the end of Christmas, the kids, that, the thing that kids love the most are the big box they can play in. Yeah. You know, all the stuff and all the stuff that you paid for to put together, you know, it's all going to be gone in a matter of months. They're, they're going to enjoy it for a little bit, but really what they're going to enjoy doing is go figuring out how to play in that box or how to create something or how to do something fun with something you didn't Man. even, it was a wrapper, right? And it's a, you know, it's, it's those simple things that you were talking about earlier that mean most to those around us that we love. You know, as we get older, you know, I know the time that we spend, that I spend with, with my parents um, is so much more valuable now. And they crave not things or trips, you know, what do you want to do? I, you know, I ask them, what, what do you want to do? You want to go somewhere? Do you want to fly you somewhere? What do you, you know what? I want to just spend time with you. Mm -hmm. And I said, where do you want to go? Just right here is great. I just want to spend time. I want to talk. I want to, I want to remember some things. I want to, you know, ask you how you're doing. I want to, I want to live through, they want, they want to live through my eyes for a while with what's going on with my girls and their family and their husbands and, you know, Jamie and, you know, friends and people I work with. And, you know, dad asked me about you. How's dad and how's his family? And, you know, that's the things that matter most to them. And, you know, I'm not too far from that and you won't be too far from that. Right. And we all get to that point. And so, you know, what memories are going to we have when everybody's gone, but us, we're sitting on the front porch. And that's what I often think about, you know, what's important and you know, what memories am I going to have when I have nothing left but the memories? What memories do I want to make? And man, it's just that it's those quantity of times we spent with the people we love that makes the quality and the intention that happened at those moments that bury something in our mind that makes life really valuable and worth living because man, it's not the stuff, you know, mm -hmm. we talk about it in our family all the time, you know, it's all going to burn up in the end. Right. And you know, what we, what we have when we're older is all we have is the memories and we have the love and we have the things that, that meant the most to us. And that's easy to say now, but man, how in the world do you do it? I don't have all the answers, but I do know this is that, you know, quantity of time, making it quality, being intentional when you're, when you have those moments being intentional so that to make those things available to happen, you can't force them, but make them available to happen. And they will. Yeah. I think what happens Tim, is that I think, you know, we're so as parents, we're short on time. Yep. And so we've, we believe that how we can add value to our kids' lives is by an addition of another thing. Right. right. I feel bad. You're bored. Let me buy you right. an Xbox. Right. Right. And then they play with that for a little bit. They lose the value of that. They come, mom, dad, I'm bored. Right. We feel guilty. We don't want them to be, we don't want them to struggle. Let's buy them another thing. And right. so we continue to buy them things and the value that they see in those things becomes ever diminished because A, they didn't have to work for it. And B, they have so many things to choose from that they can't choose from anything. Right. And, and it's why I think, you know, the kids are a cross section of that, but as a society, the wellness markers are people are living longer, better, faster, more intelligent lives than they ever have. But yet people are more depressed. Suicide is higher. Crime rates are, you know, like it, it's, 
and, and it's because we as a society and as parents and as, as spouse, we have so much, we have such an abundance of things that we end up in this fallacy of choice. Mm-hmm. We have so much to choose from and so much to do and so many places to go that we can't make any decisions on our own. And so when we should be happy and thriving, we end up miserable because we can't make a decision on what to do. And the answer to that isn't more. The answer is less. Right. The answer is stripping away the crap that doesn't matter Mm -hmm. in terms of technology, in terms of friends, friends, I'm going to put those in air quotes, Mm -hmm. in terms of influences and, you know, dinners to go to and get rid of it and simplify your life. And don't mistake easy for simple because they're not the same thing. Exactly. Life is hard. Being a parent is hard. Being a husband is hard. Being a wife is hard. But the simpler you make your life and the more time and the more intention that you focus into the people that truly matter, the easier your life is going to get. No doubt. You know, I think of, um, you know, the times. I go back on my life and think about the times that were most valuable to me. And, you know, we, we both live in the South. And so, you know, if you're not from the South and you may not get this and may not care for it or whatever, but, you know, especially for, for males and their dads, you know, there's nothing like going hunting mm-hmm. and that can be birds or <laughs> flies or mosquitoes. <laughs> doesn't matter, right? It's about the adventure and there's nothing like putting the cell phones down, hopping in the truck and going somewhere and knowing you're going to spend all day together. You know, I can remember, you know, bird hunting, and sitting on stools and not seeing a bird all day, but having really cool conversations with my dad or my granddad. You know, I remember dove hunting trips with my granddad on his farm. And my granddad wasn't a guy of many words, um, but Dada was really cool. And he would smile and, and we would talk about some things and he would ask me questions. And, you know, he had no idea what that meant to me at the time. But if, you know, if you're a, a dad of daughters, boy, I could do a whole podcast series on that, right? Maybe we'll one day. And that's a whole nother game. But, you know, being able to go out and get away from things, get away from people and going and doing one-on-one things, boy, I can't get those times back that I didn't take. But boy, I sure appreciate the times I did. Yeah. And, you know, again, talking about Peyton, that kid can talk the horns off a goat. <laughs> he just, he talks and he talks and he talks and he loves conversation. And so we'll go hunting. We'll be sitting on a bucket dove hunting. And, you know, all I want in the moment is for him to shut the hell up because <laughs> he just, he just loves to talk and he'll yeah. have conversations about anything and everything. Yeah. But then, you know, I leave and the stories that I tell are about, yeah. you know, the conversations that Peyton yeah. and I had and that he wouldn't, that he wouldn't shut up. So, yeah. you know, enjoy it while you got it. Cause it's not always going to be there. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I, it's, it's fun. It's fun to talk about this because so, so many memories pop in my head about quality time and, and, you know, so much of it to think about my dad again, it's just, he was so sick and I was so worried about him and we thought we'd lose him. And I was thinking about those times and I remember quick story. I'm sorry. I have to share it, but we're out. We used to go duck hunting a lot. Um, poor kids. And, uh, so he and I would go and we had this duck boat and we were out and we always, you know, you got to get up early to go duck hunting. And so man, it's some days are just, it's sunny and the birds aren't flying and you know, you're really tired as you get up at four 30 in the morning and you had to get stuff out there. I remember dad being, dad being just completely asleep in the bottom of the boat, just, <laughs> just out of it. Right. And man, it's just, I mean, we hadn't seen a duck all day. And so I'm still watching and, and I've got my dog next to me in the boat, which was a terrible retriever, but it was fun anyway. And, uh, I remember some teal came down and man, I just, I swung that gun right over the top of the boat and that teal <laughs> came across and shot that teal and my, I bet the muzzle of that gun wasn't three foot over his head, but it had to be loud. Oh, yeah. And he jumped up 
he couldn't hear anything. He was so mad. <laughs> and I laughed and I laughed inside. Then finally we both laughed together and, and uh, that was the only bird we shot all day. I was going to say, did you knock the tail no, down? That, yeah, I got it. Okay. Yeah, but that's, that was the only, and, cor- and of course really my mattered. stupid dog wouldn't go get it because the water was too cold. <laughs> he wasn't like your dogs. Yeah, that's that's not a retriever. That's a dog. It, my my yeah. dog retrieved one bird. I have a I have it I have it uh, stuffed. In fact, really? I brought it home from the hangar the other day. Nice. It was banded. The only banded bird I ever shot. Okay. Yeah, and his only only duck he ever retrieved was that one. And the, we brought that, uh, that bird back. I got him in the boat, pat him on the head and said, Boy, that's the last duck you'll ever go get. We're going to retire while we're ahead. Man, I put him in the Retriever Hall of Fame because he's probably the only dog in history that's that's batting a thousand <laughs> picking up ducks. Well, he was he's not batting a thousand. Just the last one was the only good one he had. Honestly. He he had about thirty or forty attempts, but that was the only one that made Even it. Even a so. broken watch is right twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say he had a lot of uh, in front of the uh, fire time after that. Good. That's yeah. It's good stuff, man. Let's wrap it up there. Yeah, that's good. Hey, enjoyed the conversation. And uh, man, this is good. This is, uh, I like this, I like this series. It, it's uh, it's good to talk about, but it's also fun to reflect. Yeah. Yeah, so. it really is. And, and I'll tell you what, I would love a series of, you know, being a father of daughters. Yeah. Especially looking back, you know, on, on your advanced age and, and really learning from you. Cause you know, I have a daughter that's younger and, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I'm younger than you. So like I, there's things that I could learn from you too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, pal. <laughs> you know, it gives me an idea. I actually have some ideas we'll talk about later. So, That'd be good yeah. stuff. All right, thanks, man. Enjoyed right. it. Yes, sir.